Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 49. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. You will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the, and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, then you'll see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does ba a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears it does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So we are in the teaching of Jesus now. And what a, a challenging, convicting teaching it is. You know, this is very similar to the Sermon on the Mount. But, uh, you know, we were just talking about, we, we believe that this is definitely a, a different sermon. But, you know, I, I kind of have a theory that, like, I, I think the Sermon on the Mount and, and what we see here, it's sort of like Jesus's campaign speech. Like, I, like I, I would imagine that, you know, as Jesus was going to different synagogues and different towns and villages, that, you know, this was sort of this central message. Because really what the Sermon on the Mount is, it's kind of bringing a correct view of the law back into focus. And so, and what the kingdom is. And yeah, and like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Living. It's like, what Which is, is the his kingdom mission? of God? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, as we have like presidential campaigns where basically, you know, whoever it is goes to different rallies and says, this is what the, you know, Carlisle presidency will be like. You know, there will be no taxes and there will be no stay on message. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So this is Jesus's, you know, his speech. We we have the, the Beatitudes, which I found out the other day because I'm, I'm working on uh, memorizing the Sermon on the Mount right now. And I was kind of curious about like what Beatitudes means. And it's linked to this old uh, ancient French or like old French mm. word. Um which is, you know, kind of comes from Latin, but the meaning of the French word is supreme happiness. And, uh, and the French word is like the way, or sorry, the Latin that it comes from is like sacred blessedness or the way of blessedness or something. So anyways, we, we see here, it's, it's a shorter beatitude section than what we see in Matthew five, but, um, the same ones generally. And then Jesus follows it with woes. Mm -hmm which we don't see in Matthew 5. And then, you know, loving your enemies, judging others, a tree and its fruit. And, you know, you could easily pound out like an hour-long sermon on this, which we're not going to do. But do you have any any thoughts from these and the overarching theme? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that he does leave out from, the at least in this passage, maybe in others, he, like Will was saying, probably pre preached very similar, but he, he he focuses mostly on the ones that like he seems to be identifying in these passages like with the poor the hungry sorrowful mm -hmm. rejected kind of like oppressed or down yeah. cast like he he did he did, he takes out some of the other ones in Matthew yeah over there yeah and then he contrasts each of those with like there's a direct woe corresponding to each one so the poor to the rich the hungry to the full mm -hmm. the sorrowful to those who laugh rejected to those who are spoken of well. And I, and I think the message here is not that all people who are rich, you know, full, who laugh and are spoken of well are necessarily. Yeah. Like we, it's better be careful. We don't just, he's not just like saying all those things are always evil. It's really where the heart, he's another heart thing, right? He's saying, totally. what are we laughing at? Like mm -hmm. if we're laughing at people that are, or just kind of dismissing yeah. the oppressed or just we're living our life and ignoring yeah it's like a living a jolly laughter. yeah it's almost yeah. like you know we're, we're not caring about then that that would not be or if we're spoken of well that's our goal in life like if we're if we're living for the the acclaim of of others and the prestige and things then that would be he i think that the the idea of this is like a poor 
he's using the poor, hungry, sorrowful, rejected, because naturally they would be sort of seeing themselves in a lower light. And so mm-hmm. I think he's saying, we probably all need to have some of those characteristics to like be humble absolutely, and not have these other wrong ways of, of rich, full laugh, laughter and spoken mm-hmm. of. Well, that's just initial. Pressure no, I, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a great word. And yeah, I'm glad you made that amendment. I mean, you know, again, to the tension, you know, scripture, uh, it, in a lot of ways, it gives us these like tension points that we have to like live in the middle of. And so, I think this is one of those, you know, there's like, uh, sorry, not Isaiah, Ecclesiastes tells us, you know, there's a a time to weep and a time to laugh and, you know, like, and so it's not like, hey, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you have to be poor and depressed and decrepit and and like, you know, miserable. Mm -hmm. But it's that Jesus's heart is drawn to the lowly and, you know, this, these ideas of like richness and, and laughter mm-hmm. and being full it he he unpacks this more and so you know it's it's important to not um divorce these words of, of their context and of the broad counsel of scripture but to look like okay like who who are the yeah. rich that jesus is pronouncing well against and who are who are the laughing ones that he pronounces woe to and so then we move into this love your enemies and you know this is this is a challenging mm-hmm. passage and, and it's I think it's really challenging for us as as good red white and blue blooded Americans um this is like one of the really hard truths that Jesus teaches is that to be a follower of Christ there there's a degree and I would say like a pretty severe degree to which we are to like allow ourselves to be taken advantage of and, and, you know, to, to basically open ourselves to reproach and earthly, you know, loss and low standing. And, uh, you know, I have tension. Yeah. 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 A lot of tension there. Yeah. And, And so it, uh, you know, and from these words of Jesus, you know, the questions of like self defense and war and like all these things are, um, you know, we just have to really wrestle with these words and with, again, the broader counsel of scripture, but where we can't really wrestle, where we have to just take Jesus at his word is that we are to love our enemies, that we are to be, um, you know, in a way like self-ruiningly generous and, and, um, charitable and, you know, but the empowering thing that, that can not make this burdensome is that what do we see in God and in our Savior mm. except a God who who loves his enemies yeah. and that, that we were enemies and that we were brought near. While we were enemies. Come on. <laughs> while we yeah, while we were enemies. And uh exactly. And and so, you know, while we were far off, while we were rebels, you know, Jesus and even, you know, I'm I'm thinking of him preaching and, you know, we've talked a couple of times about, you know, in his own like inner circle of apostles we have, you know, zealots and tax collectors, like we have enemies there. And so these words, like, it's not just this, like, you know, broad blanket, but Jesus is speaking to like his direct inner ring and then to the people surrounding. And then we have 
you know, this talk about judgment and, and that the measure by which we measure other people will be measured to us. So yeah. Do you have any other mm. thoughts um, Gosh, on this one, these principles? I mean, you laid it out pretty good. I think the, the word that I wrote down or took, it's just like a, a love is it's like a, and you said it has to come from God. Like it has mm-hmm. to be a, we, we talk about at Christ's covenant about uh, gospel fluency. And so how does the way Christ loves us, like, how do we apply that to these other circumstances, right? Yeah. So this is like a supernatural love, I guess is where I'm going. Like mm-hmm. this isn't something that is a natural, you have an enemy, like you just, you don't naturally just, oh, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to like, my disposition is going to be inclined to, to love them and, and and maybe not cause it to go get worse, you know, <laughs> yeah. and our relationship. And, and so, so it's a supernatural thing fundamentally. But I don't think it's some people would take these these passages about, you know, striking the cheek and don't, you know, don't ever I don't think this is saying like like don't protect your family and like, no, yeah, and don't yeah. ever pr- show like but I do think it says it, we should have a disposition mm-hmm. to, to to our posture, I guess, should be to yeah. love our enemies to to work for reconciliation because God did that for us. So it's just like how does that flow through us as a yeah, posture and uh, yeah, that, you know, that's I don't know if that makes and because there's God has given us means to to have totally. justice done yes. from a legal perspective and totally. through the government and and those things. But you know, I think of Paul. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to be like misconstrued as saying like we are to be exactly you know peaceful pushovers. You know, Paul like he gets really heated in defending his ministry and like some of the words like in, in first and second Corinthians where he's defending his ministry, it can almost sound arrogant to us because he's so adamant that like he he knows he is called by God as an apostle and that like what he is doing and he kind of gets salty and sarcastic at, at times. But you know, what is so important is like what is at the heart of it? And it's not like to take Paul for instance, he's not defending uh, you know, his pride and honor. Uh, he, he actually is, is very comfortable with, you know, dishonor and disgrace, but he, he's defending the ministry of the gospel and, and, you know, the means by which the gospel is going forth. And so, you know, and then Jesus, you know, is by no means this toothless dog, but, you know, he, he is very bold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, it's not like this idea that we just have to like whimper in a corner and and, like let people beat Mm -hmm. us up. But, um, you know, so yeah, there, there's that nuance that Mm -hmm. that you're talking about that we, in one sense, we, we're told, you know, if someone takes our, our, our tunic to give them our robe also, or Mm -hmm. someone takes our cloak to give them our tunic also. And, And if someone forces us to go one mile with them, go two miles with them, but it's not from a place of powerlessness, but it's that the gospel actually empowers us so much that, you know, what seems like power to our enemies, we can actually forfeit because right. of the power of Jesus living inside of us and that it's for the greater good of the gospel yeah. going forth. We hope that would be a disposition to first be inclined that way. Not, mm-hmm. And that sometimes it's not always wise. Like yet it, there's a wisdom aspect to some of this, but, but yeah. I think we shouldn't have that inclination to always be combative. Like, yeah. where, where's our hearts kind of go 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it should be yeah. to to defend other people, to establish justice, to undo wickedness, like Isaiah talks about. So, you know, then we have the tree and its fruit, the house built on the rock, and, and these are basically metaphors that Jesus lays out. You want to do judging others? Let's let's not go judging. Or do you want to keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's do judging others. Sorry, I, I forgot that I, I missed that. I was I skipped down. So we have judging others. Uh, yeah. What do you you know? I don't want to go too long. So what are no, your thoughts on on um on this passage? Yeah, I, I think this is what I took away from this personally as kind of that what talks about the can a blind man lead a blind man? Like mm. if I am to shepherd others and be a maker of disciples, like I need to. Have my I have my own house in order. I need to be able to see clearly, and so, like it, it was just more of a conviction uh, to me to, um, if I'm going to have you know a, a, this disposition of a disciple maker that I need to be able to just see clearly and mm-hmm. and have that a vision, you know, that's clear to do that. I, I think that was the main, mm-hmm. um, uh, and just judge what when dealing with others, being able to. Like the passage where it says, uh, um, gosh, 41 and 42. Yeah, the speck and the log. Yeah, I think that's, it could be like help, helping to judge wisely with others, but it's also, I think mainly it applies to us as disciples to see that, to have that clear vision. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, you know, it's super important to see that Jesus is not saying to not deal with other people's right. sin. Like that's not at all what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying to deal with your own sin first. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, our holiness, our pursuit of the Lord is the primary, uh, is, it, it should be the primary concern. And then we deal with church discipline, you know, and then we deal with uh, confrontation. But that it, it all means nothing if you are holding people to a measure that you are not measuring yourself against. And so, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, we we have this image of the tree and its fruit and the house on the rock. And so, yeah, as we, as we close out, do you have any, any thoughts mm-hmm. on these, these images that Jesus sort of ties it together with? Um, yeah, I think just in the final one, this is a sort of a classic one mm-hmm. in the sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew is very similar to this. I think there's where, where Luke, and this is where I think Luke is such a great book. He, it's like, it's hearing and doing. Mm-hmm. So to me, this was about hearing these teachings, but are we doing them? Mm-hmm. An authentic discipleship would say, like, is our life built on this foundation? Like, are yeah. we actually putting this into practice? Because that's how we will stand when things, when mm-hmm. storms of life come. Like, will we weather the suffering that inevitably will come to all of us in some way, shape, or form? Like, how we're grounded will, I mean, granted, we're all going to go through difficulties but when we come out the other side hopefully it will be indicative of our where our foundation is that the hope that we have so that's kind of what i took away from that absolutely yeah so just to close out in verse 45 it's the you know the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks so you know let's be focused on our heart and um loving those who hate us you know, and dealing with our sin and uh, be the good tree and be the house on the rock. So we're going to continue through the book of Luke tomorrow, uh, moving into chapter seven for Brad Smith. This is Will Carl. We'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. 
Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.